0: Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise all across the building. Hallelujah. Amen. I think it'd be appropriate if we all lifted up our hands and continue to worship him. Hallelujah. Anybody thankful that Jesus is in this building? Hallelujah. That his presence is here. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, God. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're our comfort. You're our peace. Hallelujah! The strength when we don't have any God, you are everything that we need and more, God. Oh, come on, somebody worship Him this afternoon. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise in Jesus' name. Praise God! Praise God! Amen. There's a wonderful touch of the Holy Ghost in this house. Amen. Thankful for what we feel. Amen. As was already mentioned, you don't want to miss tonight. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have. Uh, church, We're going to have altar call, and then uh, there'll be just a short intermission. We'll be right back here at 5 p.m. It's going to be a great time. Bring somebody with you. We're just going to celebrate and uh, and and hopefully be a light to our community and share the love of Jesus and give them something fun to do that's also safe to do. And everybody said amen. We Also have one more quick announcement. Um, in, in lieu of the ladies wanting to go off to ladies' conference, there will be a ladies fundraiser uh, Wednesday after church and, uh, and next Sunday as well. There will be a bake sale. So you don't want to miss that. It's going to be great. And it will be an opportunity for you to donate and bless uh, the ladies that they would be able to go and be blessed over there in Modesto. And everybody said amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to this back room over here. They're going to be doing some arts and crafts today. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Amen. Somebody got excited. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I think that's one benefit of memorizing scriptures. You know where I'm going. Hallelujah. little plug for the the Bible quizzing department in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and then we're going to be turning to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Wait for the shout on that one. No? Okay. Praise God. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible says this. But you shall receive power. Everybody say power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And then skipping over to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 3. Hebrews 11 and 3. The Bible declares this. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. What you and I see was not created by what you and I see. Amen. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this Sunday afternoon on this subject, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Would you set down your Bibles and let's lift up our hands and let's pray all across the building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice and let's pray in the wonderful name of Jesus God, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Hallelujah. Jesus, we're praying that you would move all across this building, but go beyond these walls, Jesus. We're praying that this... Amen, would move to our community. God, moved throughout our city and through our region. God, as they were receiving the Holy Ghost in an upper room, it didn't stay in the upper room, but God, it poured out into the streets. It poured out into the regions all around Jerusalem. And God, we're praying for that kind of outpouring in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Come on, does anybody want an outpouring of the Holy Ghost today? Hallelujah. Anybody want an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Carson City? Hallelujah. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated for a few minutes here today. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost. I preach this intentionally today because our world, is not celebrating Nevada Day, Brother Diaz. Today, they're going to celebrate Halloween. And uh, I, I'm not one to necessarily pick at low-hanging fruit, but I might as well for a little bit today. Uh, our world is celebrating ghosts and ghouls and things that go bump in the night tonight. Amen. But as children of the living God, we come with a different purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Our world. Inherently and instinctually knows that there is more to life than what we see with our own eyes, that there is more than can be explained. They understand it's something in our very nature. Amen. I know that I'm preaching to people that have come to church today, but I want to tell you, even people that have not ever darkened the doors of a church, amen, they know that the world is filled with unexplainable things, amen, that the world is filled with supernatural things, with abnormal things things that even science itself cannot explain or expound on that they are still working theories out so that we can understand amen i recently read an article amen reporting that during the pandemic reports of paranormal activity have apparently increased since the world went on lockdown in march 2020 the article says that ghost hunters say they have been inundated with requests to investigate apparent ghost sightings in people's homes. There have been psychics and mediums that have seen an influx of people coming and looking for their services. In April, a, a young lady by the name of Emily Jacob moved into a new apartment in Chicago. But it didn't take very long for Emily She started to feel a presence, as she describes it, in her hallway, and she noticed that her apartment windows were shaking every day when she arrived home, even on days in which there was little wind. Maybe, she thought to herself, that her new home was haunted. Emily decided to accept this paranormal phenomenon, and she received it into her life. She said that The hallway ghost, as she calls it. Think about that for a moment. The hallway ghost. The hallway ghost brings me comfort. The hallway ghost feels, uh, even in the loneliest times, it, it helps me because I live alone, and it makes me feel as if I've got somebody checking in on me. Even though this friend is a ghost, I still feel like it lives in my hallways for me. Our world is quick to acknowledge what they call the paranormal. There are entire uh, shows that have been dedicated to people looking for paranormal. There have been uh, people that have made a living looking for the paranormal. And yet, this world has a harder time seeing the supernatural reality that we call God. They will spend money to go down the road here in Carson City to a psychic, and they will get on the phone and have people do card reading for them, and they will give themselves over to all sorts of charlatans uh, and crooks, uh, and they will absorb themselves, uh, amen, just looking for these paranormal things and these unexplainable things, uh, amen, but I want to tell you that there's something much greater, uh, amen, than any charlatan can sell, amen, and oil salesman can tell you about, Uh, amen, I want to tell you there's something supernatural and it's called the Holy Ghost. I've got some witnesses in the house of God that it might have been unexplainable when you walked in, uh, but something happened uh, when the Holy Ghost moved in. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. The Bible is pretty open to discuss the supernatural. Our world calls it paranormal. We call it supernatural. Difference of opinion on that one. Amen. We acknowledge, at least through the scriptures, that there is an unseen world. The Bible declares, as we read in our text today, that the things which we see exist as a direct result of the things that we can't see. Hallelujah, I'll prove it to you. Naturally speaking, everything is a thought before it is a reality. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. I'm talking about literally everything goes through your brain first uh, before it's perceived through your eyes. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. We currently create imaginations uh, through our minds, and the mind begins to create, uh, amen, through all the data it is receiving. Uh, it creates the world around us. Uh, we know what green is because our brains and because of our perceptions. Our minds are not seen, and yet they process the data around us, amen, to create the world that you and I see. Spiritually speaking, it goes beyond this. Spiritually speaking, we understand that there is a dimension that goes beyond what you and I see and hear. There is a spiritual dimension all around us. This is a reality that some do not want to accept and others have just chalked it up to superstition. Amen. But I want to tell you that we do believe that there is a world beyond that which we can see. There is another dimension beyond what we can see. Amen. I want to tell you that the Holy Ghost, amen, is moving all around us. And Jesus said it's like the the wind you can't see it but you can hear it you can't see it but you can feel it amen there's people that walked in this house today and you know something's going on you couldn't see anything but you felt it from the moment you walked in you felt a presence amen unlike any presence you've ever felt i want to tell you what that is that's the holy ghost honey that's the power of jesus Amen, the religious world has even gone and tried to get away from this. Amen, that's why the the, the religious world, they want to stick themselves all up in books. Uh, amen, and uh, in, into apologetics and what can be explained. They're nothing more than scientists. Uh, amen, with scriptures. Amen, I want to tell you, amen, there's something beyond the explainable. The Bible is full of the unexplainable. The Bible is full of the supernatural. The Bible itself declares that there is a dimension, if I could put it that way, that is around us that you and I cannot see. Jesus would call it the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And Jesus would put it this way, except a man or woman is born again born again of water and of spirit Uh, you're never going to be able to see this kingdom and you're never going to be able to enter into this kingdom Uh, but i've come to let you know you may not have a very high iq you might have come from a rough background but when we you in Jesus' name and pray you through to the Holy Ghost, your eyes are going to open. You're going to see things like you never seen them. You're going to experience life on a whole new level. Somebody clap your hands and give God some praise. Is anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost? I've been born again. I haven't been born again by religiosity, but I've been born again through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Old Testament vacillates between the human and the spiritual. It predominantly sticks to the human side because the Old Testament is the law. And it is explaining to us what has happened since the fall of man. The Bible says that Eve's eyes were open. Open to what? I believe that Eve's eyes were open to a man, the human side of things. That's why she saw, they both saw that they were naked and they were ashamed. They were opened up. I want to tell you the first realm that you and I were created to see was not just the things which appeared hallelujah. I'll prove it to you. The Bible says that they walk with God in the cool of the day. Uh, amen. God uh, Amen. who is beyond our imagination uh, they could see him. They could feel him. Uh, amen. They could, eat. they could experience him. Uh, there was something that was happening in that garden. Uh, they were living beyond the dimension uh, that sin has held us into. Uh, it has held us into this human side where all we do is get up and go to work and go to bed and pay bills. Uh, but I want to tell you here- today that there is more to life than meets the eye. We were created for more. We were created to experience more. We were created to observe more. We were created, amen, I came to preach to somebody. That's why you got to be born again, amen. Your eyes have been closed to some things for far too long, and the devil likes it that way. But when you get the Holy Ghost, your eyes are going to be opened, and you're going to see things that you never thought possible. hallelujah the old testament tries to stick mostly to the old to to the human side because it's the fall of man and that's what it deals with but every so often as you read your bible you get a glimpse a small glimpse you start seeing it when angels show up the bible says we entertain angels unaware you got to be nice to everybody you never know who you're talking to hallelujah hallelujah Better be kind to everybody. You just never know, amen, who you might be entertaining in that moment. Hallelujah. Be a Christian to everybody. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We see these moments when angels show up. We see these moments when miracles take place in the Old Testament. We see these moments when dreams are given and then dreams are interpreted. Amen. And then when dreams come fulfilled. Amen. We even see this when prophets speak across the nations. Amen. There are some sides to this that we see. Amen. If we're talking about the evil side or the malevolent side. Amen. We don't really see the devil working openly. Amen. That's confused some people. Why is it that we don't really see the devil working openly in the Old Testament? With the exception of Genesis chapter 3. And Job chapter 1 and 2, amen, where the Bible says that Satan came among the saints uh, and that the devil was in the serpent, uh, amen, we don't really see a whole lot of the enemy, uh, amen. But yet, uh, amen, when you rake back the covers uh, and you get to the New Testament, uh, you start seeing the devil is exposed uh, and he is hiding in plain sight. The adversary was not just appearing when Jesus showed up. Amen. The adversary had been there the whole time. But yet when Jesus manifested amen every devil around that could not be seen before amen had to come to light. Can I preach to somebody about the power of the Holy Ghost? When you get the Holy Ghost all the hell begins to tremble. Amen. And what has been wreaking havoc in your life cannot stay in the same room as you, the things you didn't realize that a devil had been working in it, that the enemy had done it, I want to tell you, when you get the Holy Ghost, God will begin to speak to you, and God will begin to show you some things, and God will give you authority and dominion over those things. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God some praise. Come on, somebody lift up your hands. Amen. The Holy Ghost wants to help you uh, with what's been haunting you. Uh, The Holy Ghost wants to help you with what's been hiding around uh, in plain sight. Uh, The Holy Ghost wants to deliver you uh, of what has been trying to say, I don't exist. Uh, Amen. And the problems that maybe you have ignored, uh, the Holy Ghost wants to help us. Somebody pray. The adversary was exposed when Jesus showed up. I think that's one of the greatest reasons to bring people to Jesus. Because finally they can see who the enemy is. There's people that when they came to God, their marriages were on the brink of divorce because they couldn't see who the enemy was. Hallelujah. But when they got the Holy Ghost, they realized there's something that's been in this home. Amen. That's been causing all sorts of division and strife. And we've got to do something about it. And they started waging war by praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I believe it says that the adversary, the devil, showed up and appeared when Jesus walked into the synagogue. Hey, hallelujah. You know, I've I've seen it sometimes. Sometimes the devil's more faithful to church than some people. Because he does show up. Amen. But he's got a problem when Jesus shows up. Because when Jesus shows up, he can't stay. When Jesus shows up, devils have got to flee. When Jesus shows up. It doesn't matter if it's one or a legion of them. They've got to go in the name of Jesus. Every evil spirit, every malevolent force in the unseen world has got to go by the authority of the name of Jesus. Can I preach to somebody? It doesn't matter what's afflicting you. When you bring it to Jesus, it's got to go. When you bring it to Jesus, it's got to flee. Hallelujah. The truth is there is a world beyond what we can see. The world, the spiritual world, the spiritual dimension exists. An Old Testament story shows this the best when the prophet is surrounded and his servant says there's nothing we can do. We are surrounded by what I can see. But faith, amen. We got to walk by faith and not by sight. Somebody said amen. And the prophet said, Lord, open up his eyes. Open up whose eyes? The servant that had 2020 vision and saw just fine. The one that saw just how many enemies were against him. But he wasn't praying for his physical eyes. But he wasn't praying for his physical eyesight. But he was praying that this man could see beyond the dimension that is bound up just in the eyesight. But he said, Lord, open up his spiritual eyesight that he can see what's really going on. And this battle that he thinks he's surrounded in, this battle he thinks he's losing This battle, he thinks there's no hope. The Bible says God opened his eyes, and he began to look around, and there were more that were on their side than those that were against them. I come to preach to somebody about the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is within us than he that's within the world. I've come to preach to Apostolic Revival Center. We've got more going for us than we do against us, and I pray that God would open up your eyes so you could see the supernatural, so you could see the glory of the Lord. Somebody clap your hands and shout. Come on. Come on, somebody's going to get their spiritual eyesight back. Somebody's going to get their spiritual eyesight back. Somebody's going to see what God is up to. Somebody's about to see that the Lord is working it out. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he opened his eyes and he saw that there was a spiritual realm of angels fighting on behalf of God's people. When discussing the supernatural most people want to focus on the evil because that is eccentric and that is exciting people like to get around campfires and talk about ghost stories Carson City's got something weird I, I just think it's weird maybe y'all are used to it. ghost walk what is that I'm talking about some, that's some weird business up in there people go to it every year it's been going on for 30 years something like that far too long in my opinion Because it's sensational. People can talk about their ghost stories. Uh, They like to hear, amen, things go bump in the night. Uh, They think that the devil is nothing more than a ghost that's just beating the cabinets to the side. And creaking stairs as if the devil gives a rip about your staircase. As if the devil really hates your cabinets. Amen. I hope he'd paint mine. Hallelujah. I, I, I know people that they get out their little, oh, let's see if we can hear something on the radio through the static. and Amen. Let's play a record backwards or whatever they do now. They don't have records. But let's try to find something sensational and something evil. But I want to tell you, the devil's not hiding in the reverse of the record. The devil's no longer hiding, amen, behind things. The devil's come out and fall far. Amen. He's transformed himself into an angel of light and the world has openly accepted him and said there's nothing wrong with this or with that. People have celebrated the adversary. People have celebrated the evil. People have celebrated... And unknowingly, even tonight, there are people that are going to celebrate those dark forces. Uh, Amen. Many are going to get together and they're going to share stories uh, to try to spook one another. Uh, No doubt somebody's going to get an idea for a horror novel. Uh, No doubt somebody's going to get a a script for a horror movie. and, And others are going to go to the theaters and watch them or get on their phones and observe it so they can be scared tonight. Everybody's got some malevolent story. I remember when I was in high school, I was a senior, and we were in our English class, and uh, the teacher asked the class if any of us had any ghost stories. And one by one, every student in the class started telling about how the devil started moving and ghosts started moving their cabinets. And how they felt something evil behind them, and, and and every time they looked around, it would disappear. And uh, some would talk about their attic and how cursed it is, and some would talk about their basement and how cursed it was. And and they would talk about what they believed, uh, amen, to be ghosts shutting cabinets and uh, opening doors at night and knocking stuff off the uh, off the off the railing, or maybe it was a cat. They didn't know, but they were talking about all the things that went bump in the night, and everybody uh, started getting goosebumps, and they started they started. Uh, Amen getting into a little frenzy uh, thinking about all uh, of the evil out there in the spiritual realm and all of the wicked and amen and they 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 were nervous in that moment uh, but I raised my hand from the back of the class uh, I waited my turn patiently uh, and I said uh, I got a story uh, about a ghost I told him one day I was 13 years old up on the third story of a house built in 1901 and I was depressed and I was suicidal and I went to put a knife to my wrist and kill myself just like my sister had attempted a couple years prior in the same household. I told him how I devised a plan that I would end it all and get rid of the pain and get rid of the depression but when I put the knife to my wrist and was ready to end it all I started thinking about this concept somebody told me about this concept of God and I began to cry out and say if there's a God you gotta help me and I told that entire classroom that something came in my room I felt a presence but it wasn't evil it wasn't malevolent and that knife that was in my hand went out of my hand and where there was no hope hope. I felt hope. I came to tell him uh, I walked into a Pentecostal church uh, and I felt the same presence I had felt a few weeks ago. Uh, It was called the Holy Ghost. You can talk about Casper and all of his friends, but I've come to preach to this generation. We've got the Holy Ghost and it's flowing through this house. I came to preach to this church. You got something greater on the inside of you than anything in this world. I'm not scared of any ghost or ghoul zombie or anybody dressed like it. I'll tell you what I got. I got the Holy Ghost and it'll give you joy. I got the Holy Ghost and it won't cause fear. It'll cause boldness. Somebody ought to clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. I told that entire classroom, I said, you know what? Everybody here is talking about all of the evil in this world and all of the fear they felt. But I want to tell you about a a ghost that can take away your depression. I want to tell you about a ghost that can take the drug addiction. And yes, even in high school, they got drug addicts. I met them and I know them. There were people that were, that were struggling uh, that didn't know what to do. And I told that entire classroom, uh, you come down to the house of God with me uh, on this Sunday or this Wednesday uh, and you can have the Holy Ghost uh, and it will change your life forever. You can come with me to the altar and you can lift up your hands and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. And it doesn't matter what haunts you. I want to tell you God can help you. It doesn't matter what keeps you up at night. He'll give you rest. Call me crazy, but I believe in the Holy Ghost. Think I'm a nut job, but I believe in the Holy Ghost. And I believe it's the greatest experience that anybody could ever have. Just like that young lady Emily in the article. Our world is seeking comfort here this afternoon. Let's lift up our hands. And let's pray all across the building for just a moment. Come on, let's pray all across this building. I believe the Holy Ghost wants to do a work. Hallelujah. The devil has no power where the Holy Ghost is. There is no demonic force that has power when the Holy Ghost shows up. It's got to flee in the name of Jesus. I believe, just like that Lady Emily in the article, our world is seeking comfort from their hallway ghosts The hallway ghost that shuts doors at night Shakes windows when there's no wind. Or as liquor stores like to call it, spirits. Oh, brother, just a little drink. They call it spirits for a reason. God can deliver you today. God can set you free of the pill. God can set you free of the bottle. God can set you free of the needle. God can set you free of everything. Drug dealers are trying their best to sell a supernatural experience. I believe that every person that's getting high this afternoon and tonight and last week is searching for more. Every one night stand is a search for connection. Every dollar earned and every temporal thing that's bought is just a search for worth. Every degree that's earned is just a search for, the, for explanations to life's complexities and the unexplainable. Every counseling session is just a search for a little bit of understanding and a little bit of peace. But church, I want to tell you this afternoon, we got something so much more real and so much more powerful it's called the Holy Ghost Somebody ought to clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. We've got the Holy Ghost moving in this house, and drug addiction can bow right now. Alcoholism can bow right now. Mental, mental, mental infirmities can bow right now. In the name of above every name. Hallelujah. Jesus was prophesied by John the Baptist uh, that Jesus would baptize them uh, with the Holy Ghost uh, and uh, with fire. He was prophesying there's a spiritual realm uh, that's coming into the world. uh, And it doesn't just want to be around you, uh, but it wants to be on the inside of you. And it's not powerless. This Holy Ghost comes with explosive power. This Holy Ghost comes with fire that would burn away everything inside you that's not of God. That'll get rid of anything, amen, that you pray and say, God, I need it out of my life. Every disability. I want to preach to somebody this afternoon. It does not matter, amen, what infirmities you have. When you get the Holy Ghost, God can help you. It does not matter, What addictions you have when you get the Holy Ghost, God can help you. Oh, somebody lift up your hands. Let's stand across the building. Let's pray. Come on, let's pray. I'm not just preaching to people that need the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching to people that have the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you need God to do a work in your life. The Holy Ghost comes with fire. Let's stand across the building and lift up our hands. Let's pray all across this house. The Holy Ghost is in this room. And I believe that today can change your life forever. I believe that today you can you can have a supernatural experience that doesn't just change your life it changes your eternity. I believe that you can have a supernatural experience where the Holy Ghost fills you and what you were not able to do amen in your infirmities and in your flesh God's going to give you the strength and the power Jesus told a woman at a well that had five husbands and was currently shacking up, just looking for hope, just looking for a relationship, just looking for a little comfort. He said, I'll give you something that'll quench your thirst forever and give you satisfaction. He was talking about the Holy Ghost. The Bible says Jesus stood up in the midst of a feast. Everybody was eating in the natural. But he said, let me tell you about a supernatural principle. He stood up and cried aloud, if anybody hung or thirst, uh, Let them come unto me, uh, and I will fill you up. Uh, and he spoke of the Holy Ghost and said, Out of your belly uh, shall flow rivers uh, of living water. Can I preach to the church? It's a river, not a reservoir. It doesn't run out. It doesn't run dry. It flows. It flows. It flows just came to preach to somebody. The Holy Ghost is fire, and it'll burn through it all. The Holy Ghost is a river. It'll rush through it all. And the Holy Ghost is like a rushing mighty wind, and it'll blow everything down in your life that has stood against God. I wish somebody would shout today, timid and didn't know what to do but they started praying and the Holy Ghost started moving and the Bible says the Holy Ghost started shaking the building the Holy Ghost is like an earthquake it'll shake apart the building And the Bible says every one of them got boldness and they began to preach the word of God. But that earthquake didn't stop when they prayed. That that earthquake continued on when they were in a prison and they were bound and they didn't know how they were going to get free. They started praying in the Holy Ghost and that earthquake started shaking until everybody got free. Some of y'all thought the Holy Ghost was just speaking in tongues and shouting on Sunday. I've come to let you know the Holy Ghost is a whole lot more than that. The Holy Ghost is a lot more than moving cabinets in your house. I want to tell you what the Holy Ghost does. Romans chapter 5 says the Holy Ghost brings the love of God into our heart. And it starts spreading it through the entire... He doesn't just give you a drop or a little bit. He starts expanding and filling and overflowing. Paul said that the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. What's he talking about? The kingdom of God is not just in the natural. He said, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, I don't know if I can get beyond this. You need the Holy Ghost, and God will help you be right. Well, I don't know if I can, I can, I can get delivered of this. You need the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost knows how to make you right. The Holy Ghost... Well, I don't know, preacher. You don't know what happened to me. Uh, It keeps me up at night. My anxieties are wearing me thin. Uh, I don't have any peace. Uh, Let me talk to you about the Prince of Peace. Uh, When he fills you with the Holy Ghost, uh, it comes uh, with peace. Well, preacher, I'm depressed. I I just don't have any joy in my life. When you get the Holy Ghost, it'll fill you up with joy i told that whole classroom i said yeah you, you all know me you've probably seen me with a smile on my face amen and you know some of the things i told you and you couldn't believe it i said but you know what else the holy ghost does amen i was depressed and suicidal when i walked in the building but when god filled me with the holy ghost a smile crossed my face and i got filled with joy Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Come on, somebody. You need some joy in your life. You need some joy back in your life. You need to pray back through to the Holy Ghost and get your joy back. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. I want you to think about this for a moment. There's some folks in the house of God, it's been a while since you've even smiled. One, one person said, I can tell where all the church folk are. He said, I go to the mall and I just look, who's frowning? Let it never be said one time of Apostolic Revival Center or any Holy Ghost-filled person uh, that we look like we sucked on a lemon for six months. Oh, my life's so difficult. Oh, my life's so hard. Hey, listen, life's difficult, life's hard, but it's a whole lot harder without the Holy Ghost. In fact, I would even venture to say life without the Holy Ghost is impossible. But when you get the Holy Ghost, you get joy. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get peace. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get righteousness. When you get the Holy Ghost, Titus said, you get regeneration. And when you get the Holy Ghost, you get renewing. You get refreshing. And Acts chapter 1 says, when you get the Holy Ghost, you get power. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get power. Well, I've been powerless for You need the Holy Ghost, it'll give you power. Power to live right, power to walk right, power to talk right. When you get the Holy Ghost it'll give you the power to have a good marriage. When you get the Holy Ghost it'll give you the power to own a business. When you get the Holy Ghost it'll give you the power to teach somebody about God. When you get the Holy Ghost it'll give you power to go home and cast out every devil. When you get the power of God you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover when you get the pout somebody ought to shout somebody ought to dance I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. Devil, you ain't got no ghost on the Holy Ghost. You don't have any malevolent force that can outdo Jesus. Can nobody do me like Jesus? Can nobody do me like the Lord? When I got this Holy Ghost, it changed me. When I got this Holy Ghost, it changed my mind. When I got this Holy Ghost, it changed my heart. When I Got this Holy Ghost, it changed my life. Somebody ought to shout all across the building. Come on, lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. Whatever you got need of, you can have it through the Holy Ghost. Whatever you got in need of, you can have it right now through the Holy Ghost. Peace of mind through the Holy Ghost. Deliverance to the captives through the Holy Ghost. Break, recovering of sight to the blind through the Holy Ghost. The mending of a broken heart through the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. I feel him in this house. Somebody pray. Come on, we're getting ready to worship and shout here in a moment. But somebody needs to talk to Jesus right now. Come on, you need to let God kick some things and excommunicate some things from your life and fill you up right now. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. The Holy Ghost is what's going to change our neighborhood. The Holy Ghost is what's going to change your family. The Holy Ghost is what's going to change Amen. this region. The Holy Ghost is what we need to flow from this building. God hit this house with an outpouring. Hit this house with an overflow. Hit every family with an overflow. Hit every marriage with an overflow. I'm talking about overflow of the Holy Ghost. So much joy. They got enough to share and to spare. I'm talking about blessings. They got enough to share and despair. spare God fill us up I would open up this altar. Would you come down to the front and let God baptize you again with the Holy Ghost? If you've never received the Holy Ghost, you can have it today speaking in other tongues. If you need joy, you can have it today. If you need peace, you can have it today. But you got to come down to the front, lift up your hands, and say, God, fill me. Fill me up. Fill me up, fill me up, till I'm overflowing. Fill me up, till there's not enough left. Fill me up, till I'm healed. Fill me up, till I'm recovered. Fill me up, till I'm restored. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. Fill me up. Come on, empty out your seats and let the Holy Ghost move on you. Fill it. In the name of jesus come on lift up your hands the holy ghost is in this house fill me up god fill me
1: up rain down on us holy spirit Screw the holy.